Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. Good morning. Good to see you guys. There's a a saying, um, you've probably heard it before, that... um, familiarity breeds contempt. You've heard this term. Um, Probably rings more true around the holidays. (laughs) Um, But I don't know about contempt, but I think most of us could agree that you could take that word contempt and change it, and maybe it'd be more something like familiarity sometimes breeds indifference. And um, that you just kind of, you're around something so much, you're presented with something so much, that you just kind of go, okay. Um, And I think about that in regard to Christmas. That we have heard the account, we have heard the story, we've, we've, we've read the passages of Scripture over and over and over again to where we're just kind of like, oh, okay, eh. You know, they do the, like the hype videos for the, for the football seasons. You know, they get you all hyped up. But you watch that thing so many times, and after a while, you're like, okay. You know, you weren't as hyped as you were the first time you watched it. And I think that's kind of how it is with Christmas, that we just kind of, an indifference starts to, to be born out of, of just hearing it over and over again. And, and I think about that, that... You know, we've heard that Christmas story so many times, uh, that amazing wonder story that happened, you know, over 2,000 years ago, and we're just kind of like, hmm. You know, where's the wonder? Where's the amazement in this? And that's really what I want us to think about today, because I think for far too many of us, there is... There's no vacancy in our life for Jesus. We talked about this last week. That there's no vacancy. And here's the question. If there is no vacancy in our life for Jesus around Christmas time, how in the world can we be amazed by him? How can we be amazed by someone we have no room for? And, and it's almost as if the, you know, the, whole, the whole Christmas story, the whole, the whole thing, the scripture and the wonder and amazement of it all, if we're not careful, it just kind of turns into a, a kid's fable. And that, so that if someone were to come along who's never heard of Christ, who has never known about Christmas, and they were to watch us and view us, would they even get the message, the real message of Christmas? Or are we just indifferent? And so that's what I want us to look at today because I think uh, looking at Scripture, we're going to kind of carry on in Luke chapter 2 where we were last week. But I just wonder, where is the amazement of this story? Where is it? Why have we lost it? Why, Why have we just become disconnected from it? Because when you think about it, the first Christmas, it was absolutely filled with wonder and amazement and unexpected twists and, and um, just amazing, like, you know, stuff that, that, you know, movie makers would love to reproduce. It happened. And yet we're kind of like, yeah, it happened. So I want us to walk through this because here's just a few things before we look at the scripture Here's some of the twists and turns, some of the extraordinary things that happened. 
So first of all, we've got Joseph, who chose to stay with his fiance, who was pregnant with a child that's not his. That's not anything new to us. That ain't news. Is that something crazy and amazing? Oh my goodness. But I just have to point out, culturally, socially, in every way, shape, and form, this was unheard of in their time. Absolutely unheard of. Okay, so that doesn't shock you. That's fine. That's, it doesn't shock me either. Um, but so, so here's, what, here's where we go from there. That, you know, that doesn't really ping on our amazement meter. So now let's look at Mary, okay? Who's pregnant. We know that. But here's where we become indifferent. Let me just point out something real quick. Mary was pregnant and she had never had relations with a man. Mary was pregnant. Mary was pregnant. And she had never been with a man. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. It happens all the time. We're underwhelmed by this reality. So let's go on. Mary, had a, Mary has a child in her womb, but had never had sexual relations. Now, now here we go. She gives birth to this child, and then here's what happens after that. So we're kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm just gonna glo- we're just going to gloss over that part. You know, whatever. But here we go. So now we've got some shepherds who are out in a field, and here's what happens with them. Angels descended upon these shepherds and visited them. That happened to me on Tuesday. No, it's amazing. This whole story, it's amazing. It's full of wonder. Angels descended upon, listen, I've spent some time in, in Eastern European countries, and I have seen real live shepherds. They wear shepherd's skin clothing, and it's not like a nice coat that you would pay hundreds of dollars for. It's like the hide off of a sheep, and it's nasty and dirty and gross. And shepherds are kind of weird. They're social outcasts. In this day and time, a shepherd's testimony did not count in court because that's how weird they were and strange they were and kind of sketchy that they were. And the angels of God descended upon these weirdos, stinky, smelly weirdos that hung out with sheep all the time, and, and they appeared to them, and they declared something was about to change. And this is what we pick up the story in Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. There were sheep herders camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angels stood among them, and God's glory blazed around them, and they were terrified. I would be too. The angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A Savior has just been born in David's town. A Savior who is Messiah and Master. This is what you're to look for, a baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. At once, the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. 
And then the angel choir withdrew into heaven, and the sheep herders talked it over. Can you imagine what that conversation was like? They said, let's go over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. They left running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. All who heard the sheep herders were impressed. I love this paraphrase of this story. It's, it's out of the message. It's a paraphrase. I love everything about it except for that very last word, impressed. It's almost like a polite golf clap. Oh, yes, the angels appeared and told you that Jesus has come, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Very nice. That's kind of how we are. So I looked up the Greek translation of this word, and here's what it really means. It means to marvel. It means to admire. It means to regard with admiration. It means to reverence. It means to adore. We don't use that word often except around Christmas. It means to be filled with wonder. It means to be in astonishment. So it wasn't this. It was more of a, yeehaw! Woohoo! Mitch is going, oh man, that recording's going to be bad. Here's what it says in the New Living Translation. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. And so for the shepherds who witnessed this, their eyes, think about it. Can you imagine? You're, you're out in the dark. They didn't have flashlights. They might have a little fire going, you know, maybe a torch every now and then. But it's the dead of night, and the angels appear. I mean, you... I mean, can you imagine their eyes that are, you know, kind of, you know, how they adjust to darkness, you know, and suddenly they're filled with light, you know, almost, almost blinding. That, can you just imagine that these guys with maybe not all their teeth in their head are standing there with their mouths agape, like eyes big, full of the, the light of this, of the presence of God through these angels, and then the choir singing, I mean, you're thinking, maybe they came along some bad mushrooms along the way while they were herding these sheep. No, this is, this, is, this is what happened with these guys. This was real. And their wonder, really, when you think about it, it should be no surprise to us. It, it, should, it should be no surprise to us because their, their silent night, except for the occasional, you're like, meh. It just gets split open. By, by the presence of God. And so here's what happens here. The, the world of man has just been invaded by the word of God, the capital W, word of God. Th this is what happens here. All, all the hopes of all the ages, of all the generations, of all the people, of all the hard times, all of this, it, it, the culmination is happening on this night. It's happening here, and it's, it's happened so differently than what anybody would have expected, what any of the, the scholars of the day, if they were to predict how it was going to play out, it wouldn't have happened this way. It was, it was the surprise of, of all surprises. I mean, and here's where I'm thinking, I'm, where, where I'm going with this is that I want to feel that wonder. 
I want to feel that amazement. I want to feel that, that astonishment. I want to feel that again. I, I want to experience that. I mean, don't, don't you? I mean, don't, don't we want to experience this? Don't we want to be reawakened in our wonder of God? In our wonder of how he actually decided to show up and present himself to the world as a savior? Don't we want to be amazed by this? Because, and here's where I, I started thinking. And just like for these, these shepherds, the wonder of God began in the presence of God. They weren't off by their cell. I mean, they, they were off by themselves, but they, they, in a moment, God appeared to them and, and sh- showed up. They, they were overwhelmed by his presence. They, they were um, open to him. I mean, I don't know if they had a choice, but I mean, because he just showed up. But, but they were in the presence of God, and that's where the wonder began. They weren't wondering about God until they were in the presence of God. And I think about that. I think about being in the presence of God. The shepherds had seen him. They had been in the very presence of, of God. They were represented by, by these angels, an angelic choir. And then they go and they see this baby. So now they are in the very presence of the King of Kings, of the Lord of Lords. They go and see what the angel said was there, and they go, and he's there. They're in the presence of God. Yes, he's a helpless baby in that moment, but he was the incarnation of God. And they're amazed, and they're full of wonder. They had seen the light. They had felt the glow. I'm just wondering, you know, you, you, you go to these movies, you know, and, and you sit in the movie theaters, and, and you can feel, like, the sound that comes through the sound systems, you know, of, the, of things that happen, you know, like, you know, like the sound of a lightsaber. You just, like, you know that sound. And I just wonder, do you think it was really quiet when the angels appeared? Or do you think there was, like, this awesome, like, sci-fi kind of, you know, J.J. Abrams, you know, effect, you know, like, with the light that he does? I'm talking about my movies right now. But, like, do you just, don't you think they felt it? They didn't just go, I think I see an angel descending from heaven. I'm not sure because I can only see it. I can't hear it. Don't you think their senses were awakened? That they heard it? There had to be some, like, amazing sound that came with that, some movement. You know, maybe they they felt the wind move as these other beings come and take up the place. And so there's this wonder of God. And so here's the wonder of God penetrating their being, affecting their senses. And so I think, you know, I, I want to see what they saw. I want to I feel what they felt. I want to hear what they heard. I, I, I want the, the light and, you know, the vibrations of the presence of God, the sounds. And so how do we, how do we revive this? Because we're not there. We're not in the fields. We're not at the stable. We're not, we're not there traveling with the wise men. We're, we're not there. So what do we do here? And I think part of that is being in the presence of God being people who are willing to say, I want to be in the presence of God. I want to be, I want to be overwhelmed with wonder because I'm, I'm choosing to be in the presence of God. And wonder begins there. That, that's where it starts. You know, regardless of, of who we are or where we are, when, when the Lord God is present, 
that place is alive with wonder. And so that's where I want to be. I want to be in that place. And wonder, and here's where we go. Here's where my mind's taking me. And so if I'm trying to, you know, I want to be in the presence of God and experience that wonder, you know what wonder should do? And it's the same thing it did with these shepherds. Is, is wonder of God should lead us to worship. Because that's what they, they did. Now their worship looked a little bit different than ours. Their worship involved them sprinting to a stable. Their, their wonder, can you imagine being Mary and Joseph and having some, some weirdo shepherd show up and like peering over at your baby right after, you know? I'm like, we just grabbed some, some of the folks from some strange transient people from Valdosta, Jessica, and we should have just invited them over to the hospital right after Charlie was born. Have them come in and be like, hey, hey, we heard he was born. We just want to check it out. This was amazing. You know, it's weird. But they show up, and so they see this, and, and it led them. And, and, so, and then they go, and they do something else. And that leads us to verse 20 of Luke 2, because here's what the shepherds did. The sheep herders returned, and they let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they'd been told. See, the wonder of God should lead us to worshiping him. It should lead us to a response that is so much better than indifference or being impressed. Yes, thank you, Jesus, for being born. Don't clap much louder because you will be kicked out of the golf course. If you show much more praise or much more honor to God, this you can't. It should be more than that. They let loose, glorifying and praising God. They're, they're seeing the wonder of God. And, and it led to their worship of God. They, they discovered God, and they, they were delighted in him. And so you think about it, wonder is, is like the basis of our worship. And if we're, not, if we're not amazed by God, we're just, we're just in a choral group. If we're, not, if we're not amazed by God, then, then we're just standing because somebody prompted us to. If we're not amazed by God, then, then when we bow our heads to pray, really we're, maybe we're thinking, you know, a lot, this never happens to you guys, but sometimes my mind wanders. I know it never happens to anybody else. It's just me. If we're not amazed by God, then, then we're just going through motions. But it led these guys, these, these weirdos, to worship him. To be amazed by him. You know, we, we can't, I, I think about them, and, and I, I don't think it's possible for us to come face to face with the presence of God and not respond in, in an amazing way. And, and so, you know, that there's this, it's almost, a, it's an absurdity to think about for us to be in the presence of God and not respond in worship. I mean, how many of us would actually be in the presence of God and go, oh, thank you, I appreciate that very much, and I'll be on my way now. And so, I, this is what I want, I really just, my desire is for us to just meet that presence of God again, to, to be filled with that wonder of God again, to be, to be drawn into worship because of that wonder of God again. And the best way I could think about it was to think, you know, think back to when you were a kid. Think back to when you were a kid at Christmas. 
Think back to that, you know, going to bed on Christmas Eve. I just said to Mallory the other day something that I remember my mom or my dad saying to me when I was a kid, but it was, the sooner you go to sleep, the sooner the morning will be here. And I remember that on, on, on Christmas Eve, you know, that's like the one night where you're willing to go to bed at like 6 o'clock in the evening, because the sooner you go to sleep, you know, the sooner the morning will be there. But you, you know that anticipation, that wonder. I was thinking about that. I, um, I remember one Christmas, I was probably 7 or 8, I wore my boots in honor of this story today. But uh, I was spending the night at my grandma's house, and she lived out in the country. They had a farm, and my cousin EJ was there too, and we'd spent the night. He's like a month older than me, and uh, he always had just the coolest cowboy boots. And, um, I, and so I knew that if I would get up before EJ... I, I could wear his boots for a little while. But that, that boy lived in his boots, so I knew the moment EJ, his feet hit the floor, I was going to have to give those boots back. So I got up real early so I could wear his boots around. I was like, these are awesome. I love these boots. But then I had to give them back to EJ. And I remember I was just like, oh, man. You know, I was just so hurt. And I remember that Christmas. I remember that Christmas morning opening up that box with my very first pair of cowboy boots. And it was just like, how did I get these? Like, how? Who knew? Who knew that I wanted these boots? I was amazed. I was filled with wonder that something that I'd wanted so badly were now there and, and, and in my possession. I was overwhelmed with that. You have these stories. What was it? You know, the new, was it the train set, you know, or the Legos or the Barbie dream house? You know, the Cabbage Patch doll? You know, those things that you just really, you know, the new guitar. <laughs> Ryan's hoping there's a new drum kit under the tree this year, right? You know, those things that we just really want. And then they're there. Last night, Drew and I went to his work Christmas party. And um, when you watch Nick Jr. or Disney or whatever, like I've been doing with my daughter... There are these commercials that come on, especially around Christmas time. Just wait, Chris and Noreen, it's coming, okay? Um, and, and there's these commercials come on with these ads for stuff that's really ridiculous that kids really want to have, right? And there's all sorts of random things. Well, there was this one commercial that kept playing. You may have seen it. It's called The Shower Wow. Now, what it is is it's, this, it's its own little shower head. You replace the one you have, you put it on there, and I guess the propulsion of the water coming out, it generates, and it's all these multiple lights. And this commercial ran many times, and Mallory was like, my, my four-year-old Mallory was like, that would be so cool. And, 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 it came, and it also comes with a little like shower wow ball thing that floats in the tub, and it lights up too. So... So she had said she wanted it. I was like, yeah, yeah. So we're watching TV. And she's like, yeah. And she had mentioned it three or four times. And one time she said it. I was like, yeah, okay. And then, like, I'm sitting on my iPad, and I'm, like, I, I'm like buying it. Okay, so we have this. Well, so yesterday, Mallory, I'm telling this long story, but it, it going somewhere, I promise. So yesterday, Drew and I go out to this party, and uh, his work party, and uh, his mom, and stepped out of there watching Mallory. Well, while she, they had had her for the day, and while they were out, I thought, you know what, let's go ahead and install the shower wow, because we're doing our, our Christmas time together next week before we go out to Oklahoma. Anyway, uh, she won't take a shower before next Wednesday. 
I do bathe her. That means she would have taken a bath. I'm just pointing that out. Um, she doesn't usually take showers in her bathtub. So, so we're like, yeah, let's do it. That'll be a great time. She won't see it. Whatever. So, well, they get home to our house, and they were going to you know, feed her and watch a movie and all that. Well, we walk in the door at about 9.15 last night, and I'm thinking, first I'm thinking, hopefully she's already in bed, but I, I should have known better than that with the grandparents. So walk in the door, and I hear the footsteps of my daughter running through the house and comes up to me, and here's what she does. She goes like this. For some reason, there is a shower wow in my shower. Her hair's wet. She has on her pajamas. She, for some reason. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And she takes, oh, come and see it. We come in there and she turns off all the lights and she turns on the shower. And I'm like, and she says this statement that I start saying, are you joking me? And she's like, no. And she's amazed. For some reason, there was a shower wow. Folks, that's the wonder. That's the amazement. That's the astonishment. So when we, we, we read this passage of these shepherds running to go see this, this baby that these angels just descended upon them and told them about, and then they go and tell everyone they can tell, they're doing the shower wow. They're going, there is a baby that has been born. Some angels came and they showed up and for some reason they came to us and there's a baby and he's the Messiah. He's the savior of the world. He's come to take away all of our sins. We don't have to live in darkness anymore. For some reason, God has shown up in the flesh and our lives can be changed. They never have to stay in darkness anymore. It's brand new. That's what it is. That's the wonder. That's the amazement. That's where we should be. And so my hope and my prayer for all of us, myself so much, is that I would be overwhelmed with the wonder of God. And in that wonder, it would, it would bring me to a place of worship. You know, the woohoo, the yeehaw of worship. In a moment, we're going to sing these words. Noel, come and see what God has done. The story of amazing love. The light of the world given for us. Noel. You know, I want us to see Christmas again for, for maybe the first time through, through those eyes of wonder, through those eyes of amazement, to just see the wonder of it all. To, to open our eyes and, and see that light that those shepherds must have seen. To, to open our heart and, and feel those emotions that must have just completely overwhelmed them. To, to open, open our mind, oh my goodness, to try to understand what's really going on in this story. Salvation come for a broken broken planet 
you know, to, to open our ears, to hear the angelic choir proclaiming the presence of God. To just, to see the wonder of it all. For the darkness of our hearts to be pierced with the lightness of the presence of God. And we cannot experience the wonder. And we cannot experience the amazement if we don't have a vacancy in our life for him. Let's pray together. I want to be overwhelmed. I want to be overwhelmed by the truth of who you are today. I, I desire for all of us to be overwhelmed in that. And it's not just an emotional thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's a, it's a psychological thing. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a physical. Lord, it, it affects every part of our being for us to be overwhelmed with wonder, for us to be overwhelmed with amazement of who you are. God, would you please forgive us, forgive us for merely being impressed, for just giving you a, a, a logical assent and saying, mm-hmm, thank you. God, you deserve so much more. I pray we're overwhelmed by this today. I pray that we're that this is the beginning of wonder and amazement. And we carry it out through the rest of this, this Christmas season. And that like the shepherds, God, we, we share this truth. We share this hope. We share this joy. We share this wonder with anybody who will listen to us. Because it is really, really good news. For some reason, you showed up. And you bring life. Thank you, God, for your son, Jesus. And it's in his name we pray these things now. Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldosta.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends.